What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning into the program once again. If this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. New episodes coming at you every Friday, so stay tuned for those. And also, go ahead, take the time right now, and hit subscribe on the device that you are listening to this episode with. And hit the rate and review button there on the old iTunes, and that will help the show grow significantly. Can't stress the importance of those goofy iTunes reviews that we need to put this show up into the top of the iTunes charts. Much appreciated. Go do it right now. Do it while you're listening to the episode. Plenty of time. Super easy. Just takes a couple minutes. Give the show five stars and whatnot. Say a few nice words. It's a done deal. And then you're directly contributing to the sustainability of the show, and it is much appreciated. So there's that. There's also a YouTube channel for the show. The YouTube channel contains a bunch of videos, in-studio performances from this podcast, as well as some some live performances from groups as such as Some Aliens. Speaking of Some Aliens, you can see Some Aliens this Saturday, December 16th at the second annual Dan Cable Presents Holidays Party going down. It's going down at the Alberta Street Pub there on Saturday. Some Aliens will be kicking off the night. I believe they're going to be premiering a video as well. Um, it's a killer good lineup. Um, if you love hip-hop and R&B, it's the place to be. And um, I love to see some familiar faces out there. I love to see some new faces. If you're thinking about going to see some music this weekend, I hope you highly consider going to that show there at Alberta Street Pub, December 16th. Some Aliens, The Pariahs. And Maxwell Cabana, it's going to be such a solid lineup. I'm super pumped for it. So uh, come say what's up. Come support some live music. It's a $10 cover. It's going down at 9 p.m. And then also, as far as other calendar dates to pay attention to, pay attention to December 19th. It's a Tuesday. It's going down at the Doug Fur, And it's Camp Crush, who's on this episode of the podcast, the Get Ahead, and Foxy Lemon. Super pumped at the opportunity to be a sponsor of a lovely benefit show going down at one of the best venues in this city at the Doug Fur. And it's uh, it's a benefit for people who need help with housing. And the bands have been kind enough to donate 100% of the, the funds made for this show. So uh, very cool of them to do some giving during this holiday season. Super rad benefit super pumped also in association with vortex magazine and the rye room who gave away a couple hours of recording time and whatnot giving away some baseball tees for that you can find those baseball tees on the official website for the program dancablepresents.com you can always find the new episodes there or you can hit the subscribe button like i said before and then new episodes will just pop right into your feed you got it you ready you ready to get into episode 89 I think that's all we need to talk about before we get in the episode. 
you got the show dates december 16th holidays party december 19th benefit show with camp crush the get ahead and foxy lemon over there at the doug for december 19th so get up on those if you want to see some shows for the uh the holidays the craziness comes um check those out because they're going to be super fun um as mentioned before on this episode we got camp crush who um came on to this podcast on episode seven quite some time ago um as a band called santi am and um jen deal and chris spicer have transformed this uh this santiam band into a, a new group a new project called camp crush and um it was just a super fun hang with them they're two of my my oldest friends i guess in this scene and two people that have definitely been encouraging of of my own music as well as uh as this podcast and uh, I think we have uh, been along to see the growth that the the both of us um, have done in these uh, these two years. As this this thing closes out another another year here, so very cool. Always a pleasure to to hang out with them, and uh, it was it was cool to chat chatted up with them on the mics and a little more in depth about making the transition that they have done so so smoothly and um also just kind of getting into their process and and how they work as a duo and and whatnot so yeah let's just get into it let's not let's not waste any more time let's not mess around um, I will post all the links for all the bands mentioned and, and episode uh, links for uh, for Camp Crush's website and their Facebook page and, and all that. You can find their music all over the place on Spotify and iTunes, Bandcamp. Um, you should hit subscribe to them on, or follow them on the uh, the Spotify and any other local band that you're listening to on spotify uh following them helps them a lot it uh if, if a band reaches a certain amount of followers then they um are more inclined to get placed on on playlists it p- kind of puts them in a whole nother category and getting on a um a playlist with a lot of visibility is very important to bands these days and so um, if you're listening to a lot of local music on your Spotify, you should follow those those groups that that you pay that that you give a lot of your attention to and are listening to regularly because that will help them significantly as much as it would help this podcast if you hit subscribe and uh, and give it a review. It would help. It's kind of a uh, yeah. It's the same deal. You get it. All right, we're doing it. We're not messing around. It's episode 89. This is Camp Crush. We are kicking it off with a song that you can find on all those services. It is called Hold Me Now.
That's awesome. All right. Camp Crush, the lovely Jen Deal, the handsome Chris Spicer, the dynamic duo. Was <laughs> shaking. Hey, Dan. What's the happenings? Uh, you know, uh, we're just uh, hanging out. Happy you asked us to be here. Drinking some tea. We're having some tea going hard. That's right. Like, like a few adults. Like, Caffeine free. Yeah. <laughs> Caffeine free tea. It's, past it's late. Eight. It's late. Okay. I can't go to sleep anymore with <laughs> caffeine. It's a real problem. It's past 5 p.m. It's not, it's not good. We anymore. seem really cool right yeah, now. Of I, course. Feel, I feel cool. Yeah. Well, this is, this is life. <laughs> this I'm, is I'm even wearing my slippers right now. <laughs> I almost came over here in joggers. So I was like pretty prepared and I was just like, I'll put some jeans on. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. I wanted to just come over in the joggers though. Yeah. For the sure. unfortunate thing about radio is that the listeners don't get to see your beautiful Christmas sweater. Yeah. Well, it's a mystery. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's been like uh, two years almost since since y'all came through the studio as, that's crazy yeah it's it's kind of wild we were one of the first right one of the first like episode seven yeah way back and so much has changed so much has changed since then because it, over true. over like the last nine months you have uh kind of transitioned from this folky harmonizing americana band <laughs> <laughs> into this uh this like dream synth pop yeah band that's right uh, yeah you could say we were in a different place a couple of years ago yeah uh yeah i mean that was really fun too um i think uh jen and i have played music together for a long time um i think this is our fifth band together that yeah, yeah. so i think fifth something like yeah. that um and we don't need to discuss the, the terrible names of <laughs> past. <laughs> the, the leave those. Of the past. We can leave those behind us. They can live in, in obscurity in the past. Um, but yeah, we, uh, I, I think the hope is that with every musical project you have that you learn something and, and grow and hopefully it doesn't, uh, like make you too jaded or anything like that. And you can, uh, get closer to, the core of what you really like doing and, and the whole reason you start doing music in the first place. And I love hearing, uh, some of the names of, uh, bands of like our friends and people we know that are in music, like of the bands they were in high school because they're always hilarious names. Uh, but then you like, you start there, you know, and then you, you move forward and you get better. I think I was in kind of a band for maybe a week in high school and our name was like-minded <laughs> strong <laughs> yes. strong name oh that's great yeah. Yeah. but yeah we're I, I think it's it these last nine months have been really cool because we've been able to experiment with a lot more sounds and expand what we're doing with music um and it, it feels really right i think we feel like we're in a like in the right space finally yeah. which is great um what what would you say kind of sparked the transition from the Santiam, which was the former name mm -hmm. of this duo, I guess. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, what would you say was kind of kind of led to becoming Camp Crush and, and really like reshaping what you were doing? 
Well, uh, we were already, I, th- I think it starts really with the fact that we bought a bunch of new gear that was really <laughs> inspiring. Um, so we sort of traded up some of our stuff and then all of a sudden we were like, ooh, these are some fun sounds and they're really inspiring. So we started writing a ton of music that was in line with that. And then we got to a point with, with Sandy M where we were, we were like, describe your band. And I was like, we are like folk Americana that writes like 80s synth pop music. <laughs> and finally we were like, okay, we actually can't be all those things. Um, and we wanted to follow the inspiration. And so we looked at our set list and we said, you know, we actually have enough music to go fully in on this whole synth pop thing and really focus on the new wave inspiration that we were having. And, um, and I think that's, a lot of it comes to from um, like your influences and mine as well, not just being inspired by the sound of the, in, the instruments that we had picked up, but um, it's almost like, you know, you, a kid might not discover his true potential, his or her true potential until like maybe they have the right tool in their hand, whether that's a paintbrush or whatever it might be. Um, and I think you finally getting your hands on an awesome, uh, like keyboard workstation with all these different sounds allowed you to really make, start to make kind of those sounds and the type of music that, uh, that really was there all along, but you were just kind of searching for the the right outlet and the right way to uh, produce that. And yeah. 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 Just kind of revealing the pieces and one that, <laughs> right. that were like already there. And yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. How does the, how does the, the songwriting currently work between the two of you? So most, mostly I write the music, the base of the song Um, and once I have that down, then I take it to Chris and Chris does a lot of the production work. So, you know, his, his skill in songwriting is really about how do we arrange the song? How do we build the song? What kind of interesting movements can we do? And so I'll sort of come to the table with, you know, the bones of a song and then he'll, he'll take it to where it's like a place where we feel like we could play it live. It really works really well. I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than. I think sometimes when you listen to a song on the radio, you might have a specific idea of like, or when you hear a song and you just think that works really well, like that piece, the drums, for example, goes really well with the guitar. You you can just hear when the instruments are harmonious. And I think I do that in a way with, with music that Jen brings to me, where for whatever reason, I can just hear just the right part for what she has written. It, so it, it's a process that I think Jen makes really easy for me um, because, I mean, the, the keyboard is already a, a rhythmic instrument, but she she brings like the melody, the rhythm through the keys and, and the movement of the song. And, and I feel like she gives me an easy job by doing most of the work already. Um, but I enjoy, you know, adding the dynamics and, and the the drums and kind of thinking, thinking through other sounds and layers that we can add along that uh, with that. And then from, from that point forward, it's kind of a, something we work on together. So yeah, it it works really well that we can kind of take on these different roles. And the the thing that I have more difficulty with is the creation out of nothing. Part of that is because I, I, my main instrument is just playing the drums. And so I don't have like a melodic instrument that I can pick up and, and just, create a a song with um whereas jen is like a songwriting factory over here 
<laughs> so <laughs> I'm thankful that she has an incredible skill in that realm. And uh, I, like, I like to think of myself as a songwriting boutique. For <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It's classy. All right. Classy. Your, your craft. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it does seem like you don't have like a, a shortage of ideas, you know, just from, I mean, I met you guys from an open mic that you hosted for, for a long time down there at the corkscrew and like, I don't know. It just seemed like you were often pushing yourselves to bring like new tunes to to the table, like like on a weekly basis, almost. You know, it's like, oh, what can I bring this week? You know, and so that was good training ground for sure. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure, you know, running an open mic for five years. You can't keep bringing the same songs every week. Um, but what was what I think was really cool now, thinking back to like that time, is that. I was really building up those songwriting muscles during those five years. And now I, I, I feel like I have the tools with Chris and, and with our, you know, the amazing musicians that play with us to make every single song this, you know, totally fleshed out. And that's, that's really cool, really fulfilling as a songwriter. Yeah, for sure. Especially with the dynamics of these, these tunes, you know, it's like, it's a lot different from what you were doing and i would imagine they become this much different thing from your like original composition of the tunes you know like are you like when you're writing now are you always like writing with the big synthy effects or are you still kind of like stripped down to more of like that piano vibe you know it depends i i I have been very inspired by a lot of the patches that i've been finding and that sort of like helps me think about what kind of song, you know, I want to, I want to write, you know, or, um, evokes an emotion. So at this point I am, I sort of have my whole little station set up every day and I go and sit at it and see what comes out of it. But I will still pick up the acoustic guitar, which I'm awful at playing, uh, but I'll pick it up and sometimes we'll end up writing, you know, what could be a folky tune and then I'll take it in and turn it into something much more like epic and, Poppy. For sure. Um, because you guys are also, you know, partners and not just in the music sense, do you feel like that helps in the creation process as far as just being able to be like 100% vulnerable with everything and, and just also just like really honest with opinions and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we know each other pretty well. Um, well, I hope so. You're living under the same <laughs> roof right now. I'm in your home. <laughs> uh, and you are welcome here. Uh, uh, no, I, uh, knowing each other really well opens up uh, the door even further to collaborating um, in a deeper sense with the music in that we know that we're never uh, being malicious to each other. And we have kind of the future of the music and, and the quality of, of the music and the, and the product both in mind. Um, and Jen, Jen and I have, have the same goals because we, we sit down and we, we hash out our goals. We hash out where we want things to go, where we want our lives to be. And, and, you know, we think about happiness alongside, alongside all of that and, and our relationship and all these things we, we hash out all the time together just to make sure that we're staying on the same track and that definitely makes its way into the songwriting process and into the the process of the band and all the logistics that come with that. Um, and so when we work together, 
we're fully open because we know that there's no subtext, which is super nice um, because it it allows us to kind of, you know, there's there's nothing that you're holding on to when you go in. You just kind of leave it all behind. Um, or, you know, there's nothing really that you could be holding on to because we have it all out in the open with each other. Um, and so it makes writing a lot easier because we can look at each other and know what the next step is going to be, or we know what this song is about. And so we can dive into that emotion as well. And I, I think the other thing too, is just that, and this is going to sound really cheesy, but we are, you know, I'm definitely, I feel like Chris's biggest fan and he's mine and writing songs is very vulnerable and it's hard to put yourself out there. And so I feel like, you know, being able to take something, take a song to someone that I know not just loves me, but loves my music and loves what I do. That's just an added level of safety and you can, it lets you try a lot more things, I think, and sort of, you know, push yourself. Yeah, for sure. Just always infatuated with people that are like super close with one another, like whether it's like siblings in a band or, you know, like this situation, because it's like it, definitely seems to take out some of the, the barriers and the boundaries of like that creative process. Cause you're not like afraid to like maybe piss the other person off as much or just like be able to be like extremely like truthful with it. Like, right. you know, like yeah. we can't do this. Like yeah. this is not going yeah. to be a part of this song. Like, yeah. um, yeah. So I don't know. I find that to be For interesting. Sure. Yeah. I definitely think that's, you know, we, like in our, in our, when we have like a larger band practice with other players, um, I think they're always waiting for us to start fighting. You know, they're always waiting like, oh, that's not going to fly or whatever. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, this is just how you make music together, how you do it. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you guys you guys also get to have, like, all the, the funny, like, ridiculous experiences that go along with, like, playing a really terrible gig oh. and, like, having that shared experience, you know? like So true. Having those lovely, like, laugh out loud moments on stage together right. and whatnot. Yes. <laughs> that's happened many times we've yeah shared a lot of uh glances between the two of us though <laughs> don't have to say many words <laughs> uh, do you feel like i don't know i don't even know why i'm asking because i've I, I already know the answer like there seemed to be like a lot of like as soon as you made the camp crush like move it seemed like you were very like have been very intentional and very thoughtful about like everything you're doing and like really, I don't know. Something that's been impressive to me is like the DIY approach that you've taken to this thing and like everything you guys seem to do is just like kind of further investing in yourselves to like be able to create content and whatnot. You feel like that's like just a big part of the, the driving force behind this thing right now. Is it, yeah, I mean, I think really it came from this place like, okay, if we're going to shift, fully shift gears as a band, that is a lot of work. Um, and we're going to spend, you know, a whole month sitting at our computers and trying to figure everything out. But well, um, we wanted to do it right. We wanted to do it right. Yeah. And so then at that point, that that is just a level of like, you look at each other and you're like, okay, are you in? Are you fully in? And, uh, and so then when you decide that you're in, I think you know, just who we are as people. Once we decide we're in on something, it's like, you know, you're all the way in. And so that's when we started really having to figure out, okay, can we learn all of the Adobe products? Can we figure out how to make a cool music video? And 
just, you know, stretching ourselves in that way too. And the cool thing is that that continues to pay off because when you can be your own team, um, you can move a lot faster and you can, when you have a creative spark, you can follow that. Yeah. You don't have to rely on anybody else when it comes to production on things like you're just like, okay, we want to put this video out on this day. Like we're doing this because we are doing all of it. Yeah. And they, they keep getting better. Like oh, it's it's very cool. Like I I just it's fun to see. Like you're, you're you just, watching us learn how to do all of these things. Yeah, you just <laughs> bought. You're just like we're gonna buy our own camera and we're gonna film these things. And yeah, there's a level of um, knowing what we can do and what we can't do, and and then also when you start reaching out to people and and getting the the real cost on some things, and you have to weigh things against each other, and you have to look also at the big picture and say. Um, how long can I reasonably do this one thing or how, how can I get from point A to B and then to C and eventually to whatever Z might be, you know? Um, and you, so you start to, to look at the cost associated and, and thinking to yourself, you know, I can, I can lower that cost. I can, I can maybe do that thing myself. And then you start to realize the kind of, uh, like Jen was saying, maybe, the, the control over your own product that you get when you take some of that stuff on. The one level of control that maybe you give away is when you do hire a professional to do something, it usually looks and feels super professional, which is, which is great. Um, but I've really enjoyed uh, getting to a point of, of learning how to do this stuff and, and uh, most importantly, I think making it our own. I, there's not necessarily one set way that anything has to be done and it's really fun to think creatively about how to do certain things, um, to not just take it as like, this is how it's supposed to be done, but find our own way and, and make it fun at the same time. Yeah. Cause there's also like the flip side of that too, of like you do hire the professional and you do spend like a grand on a music video or something and it doesn't come out the way you want right. too. like it could go that way. So I appreciate the ambition to just kind of like take it all into control and just obviously it grows your attachment to the thing and you, your care for it. And right. Right. I dig it. Yeah. And I, I think I, ultimately we just want to keep recording amazing tunes. And so when we have budget, we want it to be for that. You know, we want to focus on, uh, being in the studio as much as possible. So, um, being able to do some of these other things, you need so much video content anyway, um, just as a band. So it, yeah, it just makes sense to be able to move fast and, you know. Yeah, we've had plans over the past couple of weeks to have some uh, music video shoots, which we call it was just the two of us getting together. You know, <laughs> We're together every day. So uh, like, oh, what do you want to do this Saturday? But. Uh, but uh, uh, but the uh, the December cold has struck the household, and so we kind of had to put some of those plans on on hold a little bit. But but we were planning our, our music video, like the the next music video that we're shooting, and we're on a super limited uh, timetable because of the release that's coming up. And um, so we were like, okay, what's a good music video idea? And then what's a good music video idea that we can do in one day with just the two of us with like no, you know, with like limited props and yeah. Yeah. I've always really enjoyed uh, working with constraints though. I think that um, it makes things, uh, it makes things more interesting. I, I, uh, 
I've enjoyed work made by other people under constraint too. And I think what I mean by that is like when somebody is given, I think sometimes when you're given too much space, you don't know how to fill it. When somebody just gives you a little bit and you're like, okay, I can, I can make something fit in there. I can, I can come up with something creative. Um, and, and Jen talks about this with songwriting from time to time when sometimes when you just have to like sit down, write a song, like that's a, huge project to just write a song. But when somebody says, I want you to write a song that sounds like this, and this is the theme, and it usually comes a lot quicker. Yeah, I think also when you have too much time to work on something, you can just keep going back to it to try to like make oh, it yeah. better. And it's like, no, it's never going to be right. <laughs> um, groovy. Let's get into one of these these newer jams then. Yeah, that sounds right. good. Some of these uh, these recordings. This is uh, we're gonna we're gonna play "Take Me Back" now. Yeah which is the jam. <laughs> so this is uh this is Camp Crush.
hospitality. Care of you. The hospitality in this house. I'll tell you what, people. If you don't go for the music, go for the hospitality. <laughs> we serve the hottest tea around. Right. Is that like a tea station where the like merch is? So you guys want to buy some tea? That's a great idea. Yeah. You just plug in your little no, hot no, no. water. We wouldn't. Deal. We wouldn't make people pay for that. Just serve it. It's just a yeah. hospitality area of uh, the show. We've been uh, talking about how great it would be to get like a Juanita sponsorship for mm. like either this podcast or like Hammerhead and just like pass out bags of Juanitas to like the first 20 people at every show. <laughs> how sweet would that be? They're a local company. I and mean, they're amazing. Or, they're so behind it. or a secret aardvark sponsorship. Yeah, that would also be. Oh, yeah. That secret aardvark sauce is blowing up. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's on Hot Ones now, the best web series. Uh, this is a free plug for Hot Ones. This is all going on the podcast. I don't know what Hot Ones is. Hot Ones is a web series hosted by this dude, Sean, and I can't remember his last name, but this is like a large, largely followed web series where a celebrity musician or actor oh, comes Oh, no, on I do know what Hot Ones is. You, I, yeah. They, yeah, they eat 10 different wings, and the, the sauces get progressively hot. And he's on like his fourth season of doing this. And uh, they get new hot sauces. Yeah. Usually every year, and Aardvark made it on this year. So there you go. They're big time now. That's big. I, I time. would probably if I I don't know what the other sauces are. Aardvark is spicy, but I would maybe put that at like a three, maybe in the realm. That's of where it's at. <laughs> I believe it's number three. <laughs> I mean, I don't watch the show every Thursday when it's released or anything. Oh, no, right. me neither. <laughs> but I but I'm a man who loves Super his fan. sauce. <laughs> um. So one of the things that I think is really transformed is is the live show that y'all are putting together now and i feel like the energy that has been brought to to it and specifically with like a song like take me back when you play that song live and do that big drum breakdown at the end and everybody is is playing a drum and like the anthemic like uh vocal going on with the uh loves the back is it the the background Back, backdrop? Drop. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So close. there it is. Loves Nailed the backdrop it. for the revolution. <laughs> yeah, she's like so killer, and then the drums are just banging, and it's so good. <laughs> like it's such an engaging part of the set. Yay! Yeah. And it's like one of those moments that I feel like people walk away and are just like they remember that, you know? Yeah, we uh, we like to think about you know ways obviously that we can engage with people in the crowd. We don't we don't want to just. Uh, get up there and do the whole thing for ourselves. That's, you know, I think there's people that maybe think about that and, and then they end up just not playing live as much because uh, I think one of the hugely rewarding parts about playing a show is the, that whole connection with the, with the place, the, the people that are there when you're playing. I mean, they're the reason that live music even exists is, you know, the people out there um, that go to enjoy music and we try to go to check out our friends' bands and find new bands and, and support the local scene as much as possible um, for support, but also because we just love checking out live music. But for sure. I, I got off track anyways. Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, that's one of the also things that I super appreciate about both of you is that you're like often, you try to go out to shows as much as possible and support and like practice what you preach, you know? Totally. And... Um, and also just the music, like it's so inspiring to like see all of this, this music going on around us. And it's just, 
unreal sometimes you go see these bands and it's just like i can't believe there's 20 people here tonight uh, and i was like, one of them yeah. this is amazing absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah that's it's definitely not like fully selfless move on our part to go see the amazing music in town it's really inspiring and we always talk about how we learn something at every single show we go to like we'll we go see a band and we're like oh we love how they did this or we love this or we love this song and it just um i think it it's especially for musicians that play a lot, it becomes really hard for them to go to shows because you're just on stage all the time. And if you get a night at home, you go home, right? Like you're not going to go out and see another show. Um, but for me, I think it's the thing that keeps me writing uh, because you see, you you go and um, see people performing in their own way. And you're just like, damn, that was so great. You know? Yeah. yeah you get so much inspiration and like, hope for the scene <laughs> and uh, support and friendship. And it's like only good things. You only get good things. We, we only feel recharged every time we go out to a show. Um, it's always great. It like, yeah, just always end the night on a good note um, whenever we go see live music. Um, and, and like we're talking about with, with the live show, one thing we always try to pick up on is, man, what are they doing that we can add to our show? What are, what are they doing right? What are they doing that connects with people? Um, and it's not always like, ooh, they're doing this X, Y, Z, so we're going to take X, Y, Z. But it's right. more about like, what energy are they bringing to the stage? Or like, how are they approaching their performance that we didn't think about? You know, how, um, how are they facing the stage? Like, what's their stage setup? Oh, could we think about our stage setup a little differently? Like, those kinds of things. Absolutely. Yeah, I think also I've found that you can learn a lot from what you don't appreciate in the live show too. Like that's just as important sometimes as having that perspective of like, hey, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> don't <laughs> let me do that. You know? right. like, and and I think uh, performers, I mean, anytime you get on stage, you know, when you get off, you, you probably hate everything you just did up there because people are notoriously picky on themselves when you're in front of people. Um and so a lot of it is like, oh man, we got to think about like they didn't talk when they played or they talked too much. Are we talking too much? Are we not talking enough between songs? Are we, are we making enough jokes? Are we too serious? And, it, you know, you can get really caught up in all that kind of stuff, which we do, of course. Um, but, you know, we try to keep it as natural as possible. Um, yeah, it, there's a lot that you can think about. Um, and a lot you shouldn't think about um, to, to try to make the, the show interesting and also natural. But. Yeah, I mean, I think it just, it just comes back to, I think for me, the biggest thing that I take away from shows that I go see is what is the energy and how is that translating to the audience? And I think it's a good place to come back to in your, your own live performance. I mean, I think take me back is a great example of that, that for us in the, in the set, that is always just like a highly energetic and a moment for us to engage with the audience, um, in a new way that we haven't during that set. And, um, and I always love it when I, when I see those moments of musicians making those connections with their audiences. Absolutely. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine that gets you pretty fired up too. Like, yeah, that's a, it's just such a cool moment. Yeah, when you get that audience engagement, and it, a lot of times when you're on stage, you can't always see everybody in the crowd, but there's moments when you like connect eyes with people, and and you're like, yeah, this is hitting home, and it hits home for you too when you see that. Like in some way, uh, the audience is also part of the performance, 
and uh, there's this connection that happens between the two performer and audience and you can kind of create a beautiful thing together yeah for sure because that's definitely like one of those moments at the end of that tune like it's like this very tribal like moment and yeah like i would imagine it's very like communal for all of you on stage as well like during that time so yeah i mean and i think that the you know the heart of that song um i mean it, it, it the reason i wrote that song was it was sort of after the election and there's just this moment of like hopelessness where you just think i was like our world doomed, you know? Um, and I wrote this song and, and that loves the backdrop for the revolution just is a reminder to me that every single day we can create a revolution with how we treat each other. And um, so it's not just like an anthemic tune. I mean, it really, for me, is a, like the heartbeat of my life. And so it's a great reminder. You know, when you get on stage, it's a really powerful moment to like bring you back to yourself. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> I'm about that though. I think that's like a very important thing to remember because, like, or just uh, like your actions can at least like influence the the people around you. And like, yeah. you pr- you probably can't change the world necessarily, but like, you can like affect your community around you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my cat is attacking. No, it's Dan. killer. No, this no. is the best. Okay, this Great. is the best. This Great. is. That's how real this podcast is. You know, <laughs> we go to new environments. We break out. We go to people's dining rooms. You know, you yeah. test you test your your ability to uh, we withstand so many things. We meet different pets of the, of the bands. <laughs> pets of the podcast. Pets of the, pets of the podcast. It's a whole spinoff of the podcast. It's a calendar. It's a it's blog. Like oh no, yeah, calendar. That's better. <laughs> One episode a week is just shout outs. And uh, it's What's Camp up, Crush's cat's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> it's Gus. I love it, Gus. Yeah. Let's give it up for Gus. Woo-hoo. Look at him. Just living the life. <laughs> just doing it. Just. <laughs> um, yeah, going back to like the lyrics though yeah. of the jam. Is it ever like blow your mind when you go back and listen to generations of music, music before and like hear that they're spitting these same messages and that like people have been like aware <laughs> of, of like this situation for so long is that i don't know i just always find that kind of mind-blowing like when i you know is as simple as a song like imagine from oh, Lennon, yeah. and it's just like yeah. oh man like people have been talking about this same stuff that like circulates in yeah. our contemporary music and at least in our music scene for for so long and it's just like kind of mind-blowing that oh yeah uh i mean history obviously repeats itself for better or worse um but it is interesting songs that like were being covered when i was a kid like uh pave paradise you know as a kid i was like oh what is this jaunty song that you know counting crows are singing that I don't, I don't know much about or whatever but you know it's like i'll tell you all about the counting crows you want we can do a whole that's all right i'm not afraid to talk about you know my music but you know just kind of realizing you know songs like that can even come back around now um where they have a, a timeless appeal because they're talking about the human condition and talking about things that have affected us for a long time and, and probably always will um, until we can somehow figure out a way to address these things that, that nobody really wants to like face head on um, because of fear or whatever. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, I think I think it's it's good to have the art in place where we can have this outlet to talk about things, even if it's talking about the same things we've always talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's necessary. Well, and I think that because human nature is fairly cyclical, uh, exactly what you're saying is why I think it's so important that people keep making their art because art, I think, has played a role in helping us see these things throughout time. And that's why I always get so excited. Every time I hear somebody like picking up their guitar again or starting a new band or a new project or putting out an album or, you know, like we have a friend who's a painter down the street and, you know, she just got into doing openings and I just get so excited about that because I think that that really, whether or not you realize it, the art that you make is a voice for us to look outside of like this cyclical these cyclical decisions that we keep making. It's something new. It's something creative. It's something that makes us see the world differently. And I think that being able to see the world a little bit differently helps us get to a new place as people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, uh, you know how much those, those lyrics and like songs mean to you, like that you hear from other people that like really like affect your life and, and change it in ways. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting and kind of kind of figuring out that like what you identify with like throughout songs, but also like knowing sometimes that like you can fall in love with those lyrics in that song, but like that might not necessarily be your truth and your like right. jam. So it's yeah. it's interesting. Or that may not be what the artist intended for you to take yeah. from the <laughs> tune sure. at all either, which is also great. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just always kind of crazy to me. Like when I when I go back through and listen to older tunes, and I'm just like, oh, they're talking about the same thing. That's uh, yeah. and it's not that I don't like see progress in the world and whatnot. It's just uh, it's just interesting that there seems to always have been like this uh, portion of the world that like understands the yeah. fundamentals of just like being good to one another. Yeah, and like not, on its on its face, it almost feels like it could be disheartening. They're like, man, how how long have we been talking about this? Um, but I think more than being disheartened, I kind of yeah, like you were saying, I kind of like take hope in the sense that there's like this this community of people that over time have have set themselves aside or been able to stop and and think for a moment and say, man, maybe there's another way. Yeah, for sure. And I guess in some ways. Um this is kind of an idea stolen from uh, the the singer from Ages and Ages, mm-hmm. and they were doing this live live Gritty Birds podcast yeah. at Kelly's Olympian, and I think it was just like very, like maybe weeks or months, like early stages of the the Trump presidency, and uh, the dude was just talking about that, like it's just it's our turn to like step up and be Americans, yeah. you know, and and be the people you know, spreading the voice and whatnot of those things. So, um, yeah, it's also just very cool going back to the, the live show stuff. Uh, it's very cool to see the band that has developed and, you know, adding like Nate as like a steady piece. And he was, he was pretty much a steady piece of, of Santi am. Mm-hmm. And then adding Chandler right. to the mix. Yeah. Who people might know from Just Lions around around town, 
Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Um, that has been very cool to, mm-hmm. to see this band develop and, and sometimes having, you know, some horn players on stage, mm-hmm. but also seeing you guys being able to pull it off as a duo as well and just being very dynamic in that way. Just, you can play so many different shows. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's something that going back and uh, like we talked about earlier about the um, the the ability to make decisions when it's just the two of us. Um, how that makes things easier. And, uh, so we've looked in, we've looked into touring and all these different things, playing shows elsewhere and, uh, how much easier that is even with just the two of us doing a duo show. Yeah, absolutely. So I think one interesting thing about 2018 and what we're planning on doing is really focusing, um, most shows as a duo show and making that super dynamic and super fun and then having, you know, a few big shows a year where we have the full horn section and we've got all the players, you know, and yeah. um, and then, you know, players like, you know, Nate and Chandler um, will continue to help us with, you know, recording and helping us kind of flesh out and make the write those parts and stuff like that. And so, you know, they'll continue to partner with us and help the band grow Um but yeah, I think that one interesting thing about Portland is that I think it works really well to do like three or four really big shows a year, you know, as a band and, um, you know, focusing on making those big and fun productions. And when we do the duo show, um, it, it opens itself up to some different possibilities as well. Um, when you have four people on stage, it's, it's a whole different thing than just two people. You, you have to carry a lot more. Um, but what we love to do is, uh, face the keys and the drums at each other. Um, we come up, uh, up front on stage, face each other, and we have this eye to eye connection where we can go through the songs that we know so well and, and look each other in the eyes and follow the movements and follow how the show is going and feel it out. Um, but also like transfer that to the audience as well and kind of feel it all together um, instead of me just playing at Jen's back when it was just the two of us, that just didn't feel natural to have me behind Jen. And, uh, but it's been so great, uh, with the two of us on there facing each other. But, but like, like you guys are talking about, uh, every show might just be a little bit different where maybe it's the two of us. Maybe this time we have bass. Maybe we have a trombone player or saxophone or trumpet or... I mean, we did just play the Smiths to Smithereens show, um, which is a really fun uh, tribute night. Um, and it's raising money for this this cool nonprofit called Pear. And and it, they only wanted college rock music from like 1983 to 1989. And so we... It was Chris and I, and then we had our friend Brian Free play guitar bass. Um, what? yeah. And it was so rad. It was oh. so much fun. And then, um, our friend Sean Baramond came and played bongos with us. So it was just, you know, and a little cowbell too. And some cowbell. Yeah. He, he really wanted the cowbell in there. Um, so, you know, we just want to be like, as being a duo gives us that flexibility, you know, we can shake things up and, um, make it a unique experience for our fans every single time. Yeah. Maybe play some some songs you wouldn't normally play with the the full ensemble. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I dig it. It's very cool because don't, I don't feel like anything gets taken away just from seeing you play as a duo. That's good to hear. Yeah, like obviously there's other elements added with the, the fuller band and everything. Yeah, it's it's made us get a little more creative too. Um, when we think about, you know, maybe we're losing this element of sound because we don't have the bass player or whatever, but how can we fill that space with something else now? Um, and so we're looking into adding... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gus is killing it. Gus is going <laughs> insane. Right I love now. it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. He's a big fan of the show. He, obviously. Yeah, he, he, can't, he can't control himself. He's you know? all over the show. He sleeps on it. Uh, he sleeps on my uh, DCP t-shirt every night. <laughs> he's freaking out that he's getting to meet you right now. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, yeah, I was saying we, we're looking into uh, like adding uh, samples through like a drum sampling pad and all these different other things that we can do with all the extra limbs that we purchased recently yeah we just we just booked <laughs> yeah we so we just got this new drum pad which is really cool because we can layer in bass lines through all of that and uh but yeah we're heading to boise in january and vegas in february and we're just taking the whole setup as a duo yeah. and yeah so it'll be we'll get to really try that stuff out take it on the road that's right oh, play yeah. outside of portland mm-hmm. which yeah is, yeah we're doing some Salem and Eugene around that same time as well. Yeah. Um, actually, Eugene on Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're in Eugene, come hang out Christmas Eve Eugene. with us. <laughs> Get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. It's, like I said, it's very cool to watch your, your just everything kind of grow out of the Santee Am thing and transitioning into the Camp Crush and I'm just super, super on board with that whole transition. And, and, and I think it's a it's a cool sound that you guys are putting out. And <clears throat> it's just cool to see you guys continue to, like, explore that. And I just appreciate that, like, the drive in all that. Oh, thank because you. I know you guys are, you know, you have jobs and whatnot, you know. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it's hard to have both grinds going on. Yeah, it's yeah hard. I mean, hard is an interesting word because I think things will always be hard. Probably if you yeah, if you're yeah. doing cool things, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, we would be uh, remiss to uh, ignore our passion, I guess. Yeah, and I think the cool thing, you know, for our situation is just that you know. Everything we do, whether, you know, we own a business on, you know, in our other lives and then we're parents and we're in a band together. And so everything, all of our endeavors are together. And uh, so it's good. It's good practice. And it's, you know, we work, we work well together. Yeah. It all flows together well. Um, and it's all, it's all recharging too. It's all, uh, it all leads well into the other when we're doing one thing it you know gets us excited about the future and and when you know they all kind of build on each other and and lead into each other and maybe at some point something's gonna give who knows but <laughs> <laughs> nah we'll be fine uh, yeah <laughs> hey. hey uh you know what's not gonna give <laughs> what's that is y'all are gonna play that doug for oh yeah that's happening and that's kind of like uh, I know that y- you've both been able to like step on stage there and play like 
some some tunes and whatnot, but mm-hmm. this is kind of like the first time that your band is playing. Like Doug Fur, is that fair? Yeah, like yes. your yeah, pro yeah. like your Our project music. and not yes. So Jen was talking about the Smiths to Smithereens show, and that was actually just back on the first on December first, um, and we were on there as Camp Crush, um, but we you know played three songs and. Uh, they were all covers, and it was great. It was great to be a part of that. There were 19 bands that night, which was phenomenal. That's and insane. Uh, <laughs> they stayed on time the whole the whole way through, which was great. Um, and so it was really cool to kind of have that night as a, you know, like a, a fun time to be there and a practice run and whatnot. Um, and Jen has uh, filled in um, with other bands, doing some background background vocals stuff like that. But to actually bring the original tunes. Uh, for a full set to uh, to a venue that we uh, really respect, um, does a lot for the scene in town, a lot for local bands. Um, a great room, really, really rad place. Um, I've seen some great shows there. Um, yeah, we're stoked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're very excited. <laughs> for people not in the Portland area, the Doug Fur is just you know one of those spots that you aspire to play at, you know, and to like have a, a sweet gig there. Especially in such yeah. good company with I know. the Get Ahead and Love Foxy Lemon, yeah, just puts on such a crazy show. It's yeah. gonna be a good night. We're really excited, and it's a benefit. Yeah, and that's that's a really cool part too. Is that you know we are, um, you know, we're parents, and uh, so obviously you know we look at our kids and we think like, hey, like we want to make sure that they're taken care of. But the real, you know, especially during the holidays, you're sort of hit with the realization that there are a lot of families with kids that don't like not only don't have, you know, a warm, cozy home with presents under the tree, but they are living on the streets and that's their reality at the holidays. And um, so being able to partner with a nonprofit that specifically works to get homeless families back in homes is really exciting and it's cool that all the bands agreed to donate a hundred percent of our profits back to the this nonprofit. So we're we're pretty stoked about that. Yeah, it is super rad. And it's Portland Homeless Family Solutions mm-hmm. that all the money's going towards. Exactly. Yeah. And it's been all kinds of giveaways going leading up to the show. Which That's is right. very cool. That's right. Yeah, and there's a good there's like a good energy around it. I I'm starting to get more and more excited. I mean, obviously, but there is this kind of energy that I feel like that people are just going to bring that night excited about everything going along with the show, you know, the, the nonprofit and stuff like that. But, you know, great bands, it's around the holidays, all good people. Um, they're all, uh, I think Vortex, uh, mentioned that all three of the bands are family bands. Um, there's the brothers in uh, Foxy Lemon. Yeah. Uh, and the brothers, is there brothers in the Get no, Ahead as well? Uh, a couple. There. A couple in uh, Get right. Ahead and there's us. And so this, uh, uh, that kind of like intimacy that you get from that closeness, um, like, you know, we've been talking about already, but that it just comes through in the music. And I think you'll be able to hear that in from all three of the bands and, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a great night, and and for us, just such a killer bill to be included on. We're we're really excited. Yeah, and it's all. Uh, I feel like it's it's very it's a very cool spread of music. Yeah, you know, like it's all like rock and roll based in in some ways. Like 
it's all you know in that that vein but like there's also like the synth the synthy pop stuff that you bring to it and the get ahead can be a little more like folky mm-hmm. yeah. and, like rootsy like and, and whatnot and then yeah. you got foxy lemon who is Straight like up. portland's led zeppelin yeah totally yeah, you know, like, yeah. That classic. in the best way like yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, I, you know this, you do, you're like the king of doing this where you're putting together a show from a bunch of different genres, but they all sort of flow and they still fit together in a way, but it's not like, okay, we're just going to do psych rock or we're just going to do Americana. Right. Um, this is a, I think this will be a really entertaining evening for everybody that comes because you get a little bit of everything, but it all still sort of makes sense. That yeah. It's together. And you can kind of get a feel that, like fans of all three will dig one another, yeah, you know, exactly. yeah, and be engaged with it, and not just like, oh, it's another same sounding band. Right. It's right. all going to be like really different. Well, that's right. I mean, the scene is not homogenous. There's so many different styles of music, so many different music makers. There's diversity if you are willing to find it and support it, um, and it's out there, and it makes the scene better. Absolutely. Well said. That's the words of wisdom. Straight from the mouth of Chris Spicer. <laughs> well, this has been rad to catch up. You know, not yeah. that we don't always catch up. <laughs> just don't usually do it on the microphones. Life. But it's kind of crazy. Like I was just yeah, just thinking that it's been almost two years since since yeah. that happening. It's been kind of wild. So luckily, we're all still friends. Yeah, <laughs> but that is good. Yeah, <laughs> but everybody should come out on December nineteenth to the. The Doug Fur, the Dougie Fresh. Oh yeah, That's right. if you will. Yes, you know? we still it's, have yeah, some uh, some sweet, sweet DCP baseball tees that we're going to be giving away in the next few days, right at, leading up to the show. Um, from since you've been Get so kind up. to sponsor, this or maybe event. even at the show, maybe it's a mystery. Who knows? But Wow. Get your tickets. The, I'll be wearing my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the cool thing is, too, if you buy your tickets ahead of time, they're quite a bit cheaper. It's like $10. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, might as well get your pre-sale tickets. And That doesn't change the amount of money that goes to the charity. No, all of it. No, it will all go to the charity. So, you know, save some, save some money, get your pre-sale tickets, and um, possibly win a really cool tea. So. Groovy. Yeah. Um. We got to end the show properly, which is with the guest saying the tagline, which is it's a program. So if I think you should do it together because you're the dynamic duo, we can do that. So if you give us a strong, it's a program, we can properly end this thing. Okay, here we go. It's It's a a program. program. That was beautiful. Can't Uh, crush. Jen Deal, Chris Spicer. Go see them. Check them out. You can find all their tunes on the internets, on the Apple Music, the Spotify, the Bandcamp. All the goods like their Facebook page, you know, grow the number. Maybe subscribe up on Spotify or something like that. You know, do do one of these things. We're gonna play it out with a jam called "Hometown Hero." Hometown Glory. Glory. Home, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Take two. We're gonna play this out with "Hometown Glory." I totally wrote "Hero" on the notes. That's such. Uh, that's a dick move. No, that's you're, just, you're just thinking that's about terrible. sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> I love sandwiches. Did you bring us I do a love sandwich? sandwiches? <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> Portland, we'll catch you on the flip side.
It's a program. program.